Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. This is the Believe in Pro Wrestling Podcast. Here's Ricky Chino and SP3 on the Believe Podcast Network. Oh, yes, ladies and gentlemen, get ready because Sid Puller III is about to be as annoying about Ronda Rousey as I am wearing Bengals gear all week long. Welcome in to another edition of the Believe in Pro Wrestling podcast. Before we get into, yes, what's going to be a lot of Ronda Rousey talk because WWE pulled off something very, very special last night. They had a lot of of major fill-in, like, segments, a lot of entertainment last night, a lot of really good wrestling last night, and still not a whole lot happened. It's quite miraculous how that shaked out. Uh, So that just allows us talk about the news that broke down yesterday with the fact that wwe is pushing for the return of ronda rousey god bless sean rossap that man just giving it we need to give him like executive producer credits on this show because that guy just continues to give us new stuff to talk about uh every day before we do into get into that i uh, want to um, remind you guys coming up got a few days left to enter we're giving away cash money cash money fifty dollars the WWE shop.com. All you have to do follow Sid on Twitter at true heel SP three. Follow me on Twitter at Rick Uchino and subscribe to the believe in pro wrestling podcast, YouTube channel. We are closing in on 100, 100 subscribers. And considering that channel has been around for about two weeks, that's not too damn shabby. I am really, really proud of those numbers so far. And uh, we're going to we're gonna take this some bitch all the way to the moon, SP3. Uh, hoping to have some really good stuff uh, coming up this week for the Royal Rumble. But still, uh, a lot of things are up in the air uh, in my uh, personal life going on right now. So we shall see. But we are here today. And we are here today to talk about sp3's favorite person on the planet maybe outside of hook okay question do you get more excited talking about ronda rousey or 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 about hook yeah that that's a future five five count question that's a future five count question i'm not even going to spoil it for you but i am ready to talk about ronda rowdy ronda rousey returning oh my god the r words are just rolling off the tongue the oh it, it is can a you do the r roll morning. can you roll your r's can you do the rowdy ronda rousey ronda rousey there you go you're her new ring announcer there you go <laughs> perfect boom. boom oh it is a wonderful day the artist formerly known by me as our Lord and Savior until my wife got so upset that I had to stop saying that. So she is now the woman, the reason, and the anchor of why we have women's main events at WrestleMania. She is 
the first ever woman to make Vince McMahon realize that women can main event a WrestleMania and be a top draw, a top I, star of a company. I, I don't, I don't have the time. I don't have the energy or the lung capacity to get into this conversation with you today. Who did Vince McMahon see as it before Ronda Rousey? I'm just saying, I'm just saying like, all what, happened, what happened first, the chicken or the egg? I all mean, I'm saying so is, is yes, I will agree with you in that sense. Vince McMahon looked at Ronda Rousey and the possibility bloomed. Yes. But you cannot sit here and tell me, to my face, that without Becky Lynch in that match, that that's going to be in the main event. Because it, it would was. Not it was. We've heard from multiple sources. We're not going to argue about this this morning. We've heard from multiple sources that the only reason that it was an idea is Ronda Rousey. Like, Becky Lynch got herself over enough to insert herself in. But Ronda and Charlotte was the plan. That's why we never got Ronda and Becky, because that was never the plan. And now... They have set up themselves. Finally, they have their woman's main event. If she returns this Saturday at the Royal Rumble, she needs to be the winner of the women's Royal Rumble. All right, you're, you're, okay, you're, you're getting ahead of us here. You're getting ahead of us here, man. You just ran down like three of our five count questions. I'm just saying. Time. I'm just saying. I'm thinking what everyone else is thinking, that Ronda Rousey is it. She is the star that WWE needs right now. WrestleMania needs to pull. If she's coming back for WrestleMania, that is what WWE needs to do. You know, Dave Meltzer on Wrestling Observer Radio also confirmed this, says that she's, she's scheduled for WrestleMania. And now the possibility is coming in that she could show up this Saturday. So I, I think that WWE is making a wise decision because when you look at their women's roster, yes, they have Becky Lynch. Yes, they have Charlotte Flair. Like a level down from that right now because they're hurt and out is Sasha and Bailey. But then it's like a steep fall down in just the way they pay attention to the focus, the how they highlight. Like Bianca Belair is closer than anybody else to those four women. But Ronda Rousey comes back and returns. She shoots up and maybe is even higher than Charlotte and Becky. So it a rising a rising tide lifts all ships. Ronda Rousey will lift all of the women up, and I think that she will do it like she did in her first year, which was one of the greatest rookie years of all time. I think she could do that again if she returns to WWE. Yeah, and that is the that is the report that was first came out by uh, Sean Ross at FightfulSelect.com. If you guys have not subscribed yet, do it. Uh, we have no affiliation with them, but it is easily the best five bucks if you're a wrestling fan uh, that you can spend out there. Uh, the report was Fightful has learned that a Ronda Rousey return has been discussed internally to the point that it's considered a poorly kept secret. It has been mentioned to talent outside the company. Fightful was told that Rousey was a name tossed around as a potential Royal Rumble entrant or at least to have some participation in the Rumble itself on Saturday. She has recently started training, so it seems to be coming like a freight train. So I, I think this is a slam dunk move uh, for WWE, obviously, bringing Ronda back. Uh, it has been, whew, God, has it been th almost three years? It's been almost three years since Ronda Rousey uh, had her 
shoulders uh, pinned to the ground by uh, Becky Lynch at WrestleMania 35. Still our Raw Women's Champion, ladies and gentlemen. I still stand by that. I stood by that on WrestleMania 35 night. I laughed at people. People getting excited that Becky Lynch won. I was like, she didn't win. Y'all saw it. <laughs> Ronda Rousey and, and, never got pinned. She got screwed. And She's if that's, still our Raw Women's Champion. And I'm hoping that that's the angle that they take because if Ronda's coming back, she's coming back for one reason. It's going to be to get that one-on-one match with Becky Lynch. That's the match that everybody wants to see. That's the resolution to the, the, to the botched finish at WrestleMania. Whomever's fault it was, whether it was Becky's fault, whether it was Ronda's fault, whether it was the referee's fault, whether it was the fact that it was 1 a.m. in the morning and everybody was dog-ass tired, who knows? All right, there were a lot of factors that went into the finish of that match, which, by the way, is a very over-scrutinized match. If you go back and you watch that bad boy again, yeah. that thing slaps. And it's all fun. Those, it's a yeah, fun, it's, it's a fun match. It's a really, really fun match. The crowd wasn't instant to it because again, it was 1 a.m. and everybody was dog ass tired. This is why we have two night WrestleManias now. If that match went on at 10 o'clock, everybody was gonna be so damn hyped for that match. It was gonna go, you know, off the chain. And maybe the finish doesn't get botched. I don't know. But it's really hard to perform under those circumstances when your entrance didn't even start until the next damn day. Like, and the fact that the crowd was so damn hot coming off of that Kofi Kingston finish. I mean, it, it was just damn near impossible. That was like that was like three matches before that. Like, yeah, I think there was like two matches yeah, they, in between, maybe. Yeah, that was one Kofi, quick one. Kofi, one Kofi one and, and Brian yeah. was the middle of the show. I know. That's why everybody is. I've actually had people tell me, oh, man, Kofi and Daniel should have main evented. I'm like, no, they should. No, no. They, they didn't had, want to move from that spot. They had a perfect spot for them. Yes. They, 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 they chose. They chose the right spot, ladies and gentlemen. Let's yeah. just say that the crowd was hot. They wanted that Kofi win. They were there. Kofi had that. Kofi had that moment, man. And I, Kofi had that moment that I wish Becky could have had because that that was so rushed at the end of it. Yeah. And I wish they could have just given her a definitive pinfall. Have you noticed that they never, ever like to give Becky Lynch like definitive pinfall victories over anybody? It's always, a, unless it's Liv Morgan, it's always like yeah. a roll up. It's always like, I got to grab the bottom rope. I mean, she wins with wrestling moves. And she is a wrestler. So, I mean, a win is a win is a win is a win. But, damn, would it really have been that hard to uh, – Ronda's freaking wrist was broken in that damn thing. Lock her in the damn disarmor and have her tap out. It wouldn't have been that big of a deal, and it would have really more made Becky Lynch. But I digress. Uh, we're rambling on and wow. on about things that happened three years ago. So we're, we were both wrong, ladies and gentlemen. There was one, two, three, four. Holy hell. Five matches in between Kofi and Brian. And Ooh. yes, there was uh, after Kofi beats Brian, there's Joe and uh, Mysterio, which is barely a match. It's a minute long. Yeah, then uh, Roman and Drew get 10 minutes. Uh, oh then you got then you got, of course, the yearly, the annual Triple H marathon match against oh Batista, 25 minutes. You get Baron Corbin and Kurt Angle six, just over six minutes, and then Balor and Lashley for just over four minutes. That was for the IC title, right? Yeah, that might have been the last time the IC title was defended on a pay per view. Uh, so anyway, diving back into uh, Ronda Rousey, this is uh, very welcome news uh, because, again, as I'll agree with you, said. She's going to elevate the women's division even more uh, than the return of Becky Lynch has. Right now, the women's division is just. 
it, it's kind of stuck. And it, I think it has a lot to do with the fact that you have main event level players on the sidelines right now. Bailey is hurt. Sasha Banks is hurt. Asuka is still hurt. Um, that's, that's a strong core of your women's division. And clearly WWE does not see anybody who they're ready to, to elevate up into those spots. Yes. They very easily could put Rhea Ripley back in there, but they want to wrap up whatever they're doing with Nikki ASH right now. But I, I'm excited for uh, a few reasons. One, cause we're going to finally get that one-on-one -on -one match with Becky Lynch. I think that's the first thing that's going to happen, but there is a, a crop of fresh, uh, young talent that Ronda Rousey can come in and wrestle now because she really did decimate the entire women's roster over the course of a year. She beat everybody outside of, of Charlotte Flair, who that match ended in a disqualification at Survivor Series. Outside of Charlotte Flair she and Becky, she beat everybody. So now she can come back on the revenge tour. She could beat Becky Lynch, potentially. She could beat Charlotte Flair, potentially. And then we're, you're telling me we could get Ronda Rousey versus Bianca Belair? You're telling me we could get Ronda Rousey versus Rhea Ripley? Sign me the hell up. You didn't even name the dream match that I've wanted since like since I saw Ronda debut and since I saw what this woman did in NXT. Shayna Baszler versus Ronda Rousey yeah. needs to happen in this second run for Here's Ronda Rousey I, because that's just that just writes itself. WWE, you don't have to do anything. You, you we literally know no, the they history they and they can talk. They, I think those two ladies can talk with each other. And I feel like Ron, one of the, I think that if you talk about scrutinized, you know, you talked about the WrestleMania main event, Ronda Rousey is one of the most scrutinized people to ever walk in a WWE ring. Because when you look back on a lot of her stuff, when you just look back on the highlights of her run, people like to put a spotlight on the times where she botched on the mic or she was unsure of herself on the mic, not realizing that she has just been doing this for less than a year. Yeah. But when you look back on the ones where she nailed it on the mic, those are some of the best promos from a female you would ever see in WWE. The promo against the Bella Twins, the promo exchange with Becky Lynch following the Royal Rumble. like. The, the promos back and forth between Becky and Ronda before Survivor Series, those are all money and better than any promos that I've seen from women in WWE history. So yeah, Ronda when, Rousey... When they, made her, when they finally made her a heel... That too, seemed, yeah. She yeah. seemed so much more comfortable. Yes. I mean, yeah, I understand when she first started, people were excited to see her. People were excited to the fact that, you know, she she can kick ass in the ring. And, oh, my God, she gave a hip toss to, to Triple H. And, you know, she put him up on her shoulders. And, oh, she's a badass. But, you know, these WWE audiences, man, that, that only lasts for so long. Yeah. And it wasn't too long before all of a sudden, you know, now they're starting to they're, now they're starting to turn on her a little bit. And when they finally made her a heel and stopped just sending her out there because WWE can't book baby faces, right? sending her out there and, and smiling and saying, oh, I'm, I'm just happy to be here and doing all this because this is my dream to be in a WWE ring. Once they stop doing that crap and then just let her be a badass heel who wants to just rip arms off and, and destroy people, she was great. She was great. Well, this is this 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 is the issue. WWE, we, like we've established before on Believe in Pro Wrestling Podcast, previously on Pre Believe in Pro Wrestling Podcast, WWE don't know how to book babyfaces. They also don't know how to book babyface versus babyface. Because if you watch Ronda Rousey's run from her debut match at WrestleMania up until Evolution, she's over as a babyface. 
It's when they put her against Becky Lynch. When Becky Lynch, when the when the fans have a better option for them to cheer for, someone that they've had to cheer for to get to this point, someone they've had to see started from the bottom and now they're here, like they will choose that person. And especially if WWE is telling them that that person is a heel, they will they will more especially tell you that they want to cheer for that person over the babyface that. WWE wants you to cheer. So that was the issue. People try to say, oh no, it was, you know, she um the fans fell out of love with her, or she wasn't connecting, or she wasn't good on the mic, or she didn't deliver in the ring. No, it was none of those things. It was the fans had a better option than Becky Lynch to cheer for. They chose Becky Lynch over Ronda Rousey. It wasn't the fans turning against Ronda Rousey. It was simply a choice. Which is if you remember at the time, heading into evolution. Becky Lynch was being booked heavily as a heel. Yes. And as the worst kind of heel there is, a chicken shit, all I care about is 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 getting out of here with my title. That match that she had with Charlotte at Evolution is one of my favorite matches of all time. And the only thing that keeps it from being one of my favorite matches at all time is how many times she tries to run away from Charlotte during that match. It ruined it. It just ruined it because that's not who Becky Lynch is or was or ever will be. Yes, now she's kind of elevated to that point where she's at the top. She wants to stay there and she'll do whatever is either easy or necessary to stay there. That's character evolution. But at the time, that wasn't who Becky Lynch was. And her just trying to run away with her championship, that wasn't smart. It was cowardly. And it didn't make any sense compared to what she was saying about Charlotte Flair leading up to that match. That said, when Charlotte was supposed to be the babyface in that match, and she got booed out the damn building, and Becky Lynch got, you know, like, the Rudy treatment. Like, she just made the last tackle in, in, in Notre Dame versus Georgia Tech. Like, okay, <laughs> that's when WWE realized, shit, we, we messed up. We, we got it. We got it. We got a reverse course. Not at him. Not at him. Is what is when Becky Lynch gets punched out by Nia Jax. Like literally, literally, I don't. I, yeah, two, you can you two can different reactions. They filmed two different backstage reactions. They had to go back and refilm because Becky Lynch was supposed to attack Ronda Rousey after Evolution. Remember, so I mean, there was an Evolution did come after Survivor Series. Is that right before? No, the evolution is before Survivor Series. Was it before? Okay. Yeah. So my, my timing might be out. We're talking about again, we're talking about stuff that happened three damn years ago now. So I'm surprised I can remember a lot of this. But they No, did but show- she did, she did attack her backstage. She attacked her backstage. She was still the heel. Like she was a heel up until that very point. It's when she comes out and she gets punched out by Nia Jax. If you look at the promo exchanges where where Rhonda's cutting a promo on Raw and Becky's cutting a promo on Rhonda on SmackDown. Becky is cutting a heel promo on Ronda. That's what she's doing. It's up until Nia Jax punched her in the face and the fans roared for Becky Lynch. That was when when WWE realized it. It wasn't at Evolution. It was literally at the very last moment WWE realized, oh, they chose Becky. Oh. It was still mind-boggling to me. The, The moment that they should have realized it was when she punched the hell out of Charlotte Flair at SummerSlam and the entire stadium lost their damn mind. Yeah. That, 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 you that, like, nobody's nobody's going to boo her. 
Or, or it could or it could have been at the SmackDown that I went to after that at Barclays Center where Becky Lynch cut the the this heel promo and the fans are just cheering for her the yeah. entire time. <laughs> One of my favorite Becky Lynch lines of all time was when she addressed that promo out in another promo and she's like, ah, I was going through some stuff. Like, thank you for just trying to make it work. I appreciate you for that. But let's get back to Ronda Rousey. Let's dive into the five count. The five biggest questions coming out of a Monday in the world of professional wrestling. And a whole lot of them don't have to deal with Monday Night Raw, although we do have a couple of them. Uh, we will start with Ronda Rousey. Sid, you yourself have said on this program that you do not see unless, I believe it was Bailey was the name that you mentioned, unless Bailey returned at the Royal Rumble and won the damn thing, you did not see a match that set up to give the women a potential main event on either night one or night two of WrestleMania this year. Does Ronda Rousey's return change your mind? Does it give the women's division a better chance of having a Mania main event? Well, yeah. <laughs> like, like, I done spent 20 minutes telling y'all that this well, is I told you to thing. slow it down. This is the best thing that has happened to the women's division in WWE in quite some time. A Ronda Rousey uh, return means that we get a money matchup that is like four years in the making yes. between her and Becky Lynch. That's bigger than any matchup that Bailey can offer. And now Bailey, now I understand WWE, you know, previous reports that we've heard from like Wrestling Observer that WWE was thinking about doing a Bailey versus Charlotte match. And, you know, I've thought to myself how that makes sense. And I, it does make sense in a way. But I was like, the more money matchup is the fresher matchup of Bailey versus Becky Lynch. But if they're also pushing for a Ronda Rousey return, yeah. You do Ronda versus Becky. You get that match in WrestleMania 38. That's how you draw in, you know, a, a hundred, a hope to do a hundred thousand on both nights. You yeah. do Ronda Rousey versus Becky Lynch on night one. You do Brock Lesnar versus Roman Reigns on night two. Mm -hmm. You got two money matchups right there for WrestleMania. And now Bailey can verse Charlotte Flair. Your Raw Rumble winner can verse uh, whoever is the Universal Champion, however that transpires. So you got a couple of different matchups that you could sprinkle throughout the card. Ronda Rousey adds star power to WrestleMania. So that is a person that I can see coming back, returning, being in the main event of WrestleMania. And that's who I got. I got it now. After that report, I've never been more happy about a report concerning WWE than I was when I saw the report was they are pushing for the return of Ronda Rousey because I, I had thought, you know, I had thought she had her baby in September. It's too soon for, you know, January for the Royal Rumble or even even WrestleMania in April. It takes a while. I've seen my wife go through it. I've seen, Same. you know, yeah, I've seen my sister. I, I remember go when it. people I remember when Becky had her baby in December and everybody was like, Oh, she's coming back at the Rumble, man. I'm like, the hell she is. I was she's like, that ain't happening for six weeks. But I forgot that Ronda Rousey is not human. She is an other godly, godly form. Yeah, Becky Lynch. I mean, it took her about like nine months, but Beck, hey, Ronda Rousey. Ronda Rousey. She was ready to go at Mania. She didn't go. But Ronda Rousey, if this happens, oh my God, she had her baby in September. She's coming back in January. She is a other godly form. She has elevated from just Lord and Savior to other godly form, Ronda Rousey.
Rousey's a monster. There's no question about that. Becky's timeline would have been uh, faster if they actually would have just put her on WrestleMania. That's all I'm going to say. Anywho. But uh, they didn't. <laughs> people, that doesn't people, stop her people, from being ready. We're we in it. the business. We're in the business of giving you facts and information and not Here's a fact. Here's a fact. And not hypothetical. Here's a fact. If they were ready to move on from the Thunderdome, Becky Lynch would have been at WrestleMania. Hypothetical. Fact. Stone cold fact. Here's my only here's my only concern with this. I think this is the slam dunk night one. I would almost say it should be night two uh, because I think more people would be invested in this, honestly, than another Roman Brock match, no matter how good the match and the buildup could be to this. Um, My only concern is, is now the roles are reversed because you have a heel Becky Lynch. And I'm not sure how the audience I know how you're going to react to Ronda Rousey returning. But there were a lot of fans who were happy when she was gone at the end of WrestleMania 35. So if if Ronda Rousey comes back and she's getting booed, I'm afraid WWE is going to be them stubborn selves and keep Becky Lynch the heel and try to make Ronda Rousey the baby face. And this could take a they could take a slam dunk surefire thing and screw it up. So all I'm going to ask is for the company to. See this? This is called an ear. Okay. Listen. Listen. Listen to the fans. Gauge off of their reaction and adjust your plans accordingly. That's they all don't do ask. that. They don't do that. And they're not going to do that. So, ladies and gentlemen, all I will ask is for Ronda Rousey and Becky Lynch to know the audience and listen to the audience and perform the match at WrestleMania accordingly. That's all I can ask. I'm not asking WWE for something that they have proven they are not going to do or refuse to do. So I I'm, I'm, might as well count on the performers. That's why I, I cheer. I cheer for performers over company. I don't depend on this company for anything. I'm, I'm, I'm starting to get like that with the other company, too. I'm going to care about the performers. The performers oh, listen I am, to the audience. People and the performers ask me all the will time. Perform people ask me all the damn time how I still watch WWE, how I can support WWE, this, that, and the other thing. And I'm like, like it comes down to the bottom line. I really enjoy watching people perform. I am a follower and an admirer of the performers, and I watch the shows for them. If I didn't get paid to cover everything, would I watch 15 some odd hours of professional wrestling a week? Probably not. To be completely honest with you, probably not. Would I watch NXT 2.0? Maybe when Braun Breaker's on? But would I watch the whole thing? No, I probably wouldn't. Just- I wouldn't watch a damn thing, ladies and gentlemen. I, I, Braun Breaker, man, I'll see him in the Rumble on Saturday. You probably will. Um. So, yeah, slam dunk. Main event match at WrestleMania. Ronda Rousey returning at the Royal Rumble does make a ton of sense to set up a match uh, with uh, Becky Lynch. My question now is, though, Ronda Rousey's going to come in. Bailey's set to return soon. Sasha Banks is set to return before WrestleMania. Asuka could very easily also return uh, this weekend at, at the Royal Rumble. She has been out for quite some time. If Ronda steps in, though, she's going to step into the center of the spotlight. There is no question about it. Who do you feel stands to lose the most with Ronda returning to the company? Number two here in the five count, SP3. Um. Well, well, it, this depends on where how, where you feel Ronda is going to be. I mean, I think she's going to be at the top spot. So, in a way. 
uh, you could say Becky Lynch and Charlotte Flair. They had been battling for that number one spot for a while. And then Ronda comes in and just right, right through them, right through this tug of war they've been having. And now Ronda's at that number one spot. But you kind of have to think about the whole pyramid scheme of the women's division. And I would say it's Bianca Belair. Bianca Belair is the person that had been like right underneath the four horse women and kind of battling her way to kind of get on the same kind of stature and the same kind of presentation as those women have been consistently for years and she has been uh consistently featured as one of the top stars of the women's division for over the past year and now ronda rousey comes in and her spot kind of has to go down so i would say bianca belair i'm worried about bianca belair as well that is my answer but my i have a i have a solution let me ask you a, a sidebar question does Becky Lynch versus Ronda Rousey need a title around it? Does it need a championship on it? Yes. You really do? You think yes, so? Yes, it's all of, it's it's about it's about being the best. That's what this whole their whole issue is about being the best. Roman and Brock need the title less than Ronda and Becky. Because because Roman and Brock has become about Paul Heyman and a personal issue. While yeah. while Becky Lynch and Ronda Rousey, yes, is personal, but the issue is about being the best, and the title represents that. See, and I it's think about you... and it's about the title that Ronda. If if you're gonna go on the story that we saw before our eyes, it's about the title that Ronda feels she never lost. See, I, and, the, I... and the title that that Becky Lynch has had for three years. Right. I, and, I, and I understand that, and I get your focus on that, and I I'm not gonna argue with any of your points to where you 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 almost told me that yes it does need a title i still think though if you look at the grand picture rousey versus lynch it's a big enough marquee to where you don't necessarily need a championship around it because you could focus on the fact that that one little fact yes it's about being the best but it's also about ronda coming back and saying look you did not beat me you did not beat me you can't beat me that could be the singular focus the main focus for this but one match it doesn't mean if it's not for the title. If sure it, it does. You sure can't, does. You can't talk about me not beating you, and you've had the title ever since. That that means more. You've had the title ever since, and you never beat me from the beginning. That's what that. If you're gonna make it without the title, then it's about it's about their personal issue and not liking each other. And that I've waited, I've waited three years to get my hands on you one-on-one. Charlotte was in the way at WrestleMania. I need this one-on-one match. You can't even reference you didn't beat me if it's not for the title. That's how I feel. Uh, I feel you still could. And it all depends on how you book it. Because the, 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 the person who stands to lose the most in this is Bianca Belair. Because you still have that unsolved resolution that un- and this and Sid, you might end up being right on this. The fact that we never get a payoff from that SummerSlam, that 26 second match. Look, man, Ronda Rousey was not even a thought, was not even in the equation. So you you lucked out on this one. Hey, I said Bailey was in the equation as a as a better option than Bianca Belair. And I said that. The, her interfering in the triple threat would possibly set up a match at Saudi Arabia than at WrestleMania. Look, and that rhymes, ladies and gentlemen. I, Saudi Arabia and WrestleMania. I'm all about 
creating more opportunities for the women to be on television and for the women to be on. I don't know who her opponent would be, but I'm looking at this and I'm going, we could have three singles matches at WrestleMania this year, plus a tag team match, maybe a couple others uh, built up onto that card this year. I would find a way to build, to, to get that payoff between Bianca and Becky at Elimination Chamber. I would have Bianca walk away with the Raw Women's Championship at Elimination Chamber. Maybe Ronda gets involved in some way, shape, or form and helps set up this match. Because everybody's saying, well, Ronda needs to win the Royal Rumble on Sunday. I'm like, she doesn't need to. You know, you could set up something completely different. She doesn't even have to be in it, to be completely honest with you. I don't know how you book this around it, but I want some kind of concrete resolution of Bianca getting over on Becky before Becky moves on to Ronda. Because the further this can gets kicked down the road, it, it ain't going. they ain't going to come back to it. They, they, they're not going to come back to it, and they need to come back to it. They owe Bianca that to come back to it. So you got to tie up that loose end before you do Becky and Ronda at WrestleMania. And then you um, open yourself up to where now you're going to have two titles matches and, and Becky and, and Ronda. If uh, if this company pays what people are owed, Rhea Ripley still owed beating Charlotte Flair for the Raw Women's Championship or, right, any, Rhea, or any title. Like, have Rhea like Ripley no, win this Royal company, Rumble and this company doesn't do that. Hard. I am here to be your reality check, ladies and gentlemen. This company doesn't do that. They set up a match for the Elimination Chamber where Becky Lynch is going to beat Bianca Belair again. Because if Becky Lynch versus Ronda Rousey is the main event of WrestleMania and it's not for one of those women's titles, that lowers one of those women's titles. That tells you that Ronda and Becky is bigger than those titles. Like that, I, I don't understand. I wouldn't understand that. And I'm not even saying that Rick Cuccino is saying an idea out of the realm of possibility for this company because this company would do something stupid like that and just lower their titles by having Becky and Ronda without the title in the there, middle. There are certain... And I wouldn't mind it. I wouldn't mind it. I w I'm not saying that they're wrong for that because Becky and Ronda are bigger than I was those say, titles. Thank you. Because... But but there you are can certain tell talent the fans attractions that. that reach that level. There are I have said on numerous occasions Brock Lesnar should never be a world champion again in WWE because he's bigger than that. He's honestly bigger than the damn championship. He is a special attraction. But what he's doing right now has kind of changed my mind a little bit. I still don't think he needs to be WWE champion right now. But babyface Brock is 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 freaking excellent, and he was the only good part about that weigh in uh, that we saw on Monday Night Raw. He, which he he needs to be a champion. Not to interrupt you, but he needs to be a champion because, ladies and gentlemen, it's not about the title elevating the superstar. It's the superstar elevating the title, especially now in WWE. That's why Brock Lesnar is the WWE champion. That's why Roman Reigns is the Universal champion. That's why Charlotte Flair is the SmackDown Women's champion. That's why Becky Lynch is the Raw Women's champion. That's why Ronda Rousey versus Becky Lynch needs to be for one of those titles because it elevates the title as well as them, it works hand in hand. You can't like Ron, Bianca Belair completing this whole story and making a couple of fans happy that she beat Becky Lynch finally and redeemed herself for SummerSlam does not mean anything. That's the title elevating someone that they have kept in a certain position. They haven't dropped her all the way down. They haven't buried her. They kept her at a certain position just in case 
other stuff didn't work out. But she if, this stuff, if this stuff works out, like Ronda Rousey returning, you just place Bianca Belair in somewhere, somewhere else. I would love to see a Bianca Belair and Naomi tag team win the WWE Women's Tag Team titles at WrestleMania. I would love that. I would be fine with that. That's a good consolation prize, in my opinion. Yeah. Because we know Naomi ain't getting a title match against uh, against Charlotte Flair. <sighs> Again, fantasy booking, though, if I'm looking at this. Bianca Belair is Raw Women's Champion defending against pick somebody. You could run it back with Sasha. You could have Rhea Ripley win the Royal Rumble. I would say Rumble. Rhea Ripley. I would say you Rhea could have Rhea, Ripley. But if Rhea Ripley wins the Royal Rumble, Rhea Ripley is challenge Charlotte Flair. You could have that payoff then, finally. And Becky and, and Ronda, that could be your main event on night one. But I, I look at elevating more than one than one match and focusing on more than one match, and we know uh, WWE doesn't do that. So to finally answer the question, yeah. The and you expected WWE to give us three singles women's matches? Yo, you got two nights. Y'all are, y'all are, yeah. You got this two nights. You got Charlotte Flair, Becky Lynch, Ronda Rousey, Sasha Banks, Bian uh, Bailey, who's going to be available. Oscar could be there. There's no B Bianca Belair. Rhea Ripley. There's no reason why they shouldn't give us three singles matches at, Re at WrestleMania. They There's will give no us a reason. that's how you give us a multi-woman matchup. They're gonna give us a multi-woman matchup. They, they got should to. too. That's how you gotta because get, you know, get a couple you know of women Queen on the card. And Car you already know Queen Zelina and Carmella versus the Bellas is gonna be on that card. You already know that match. You could book that match right now. It's gonna be on the card for the women's tag team titles. And the Bellas are gonna win. Spoiler alert. But the Bellas, first, they're going to be in the Royal Rumble match uh, on uh, Saturday. I keep wanting to say Sunday. It's so I love the fact that it's on a Saturday, though. Moving on to number three, the women's Royal Rumble match, to me, has uh, a lot of elements in it, um, especially surrounding the surprises. Obviously, with Mickey James coming back, there's there's some intrigue there with the Forbidden Door and who could possibly leave. I think this is, is kind of a wide-open field. This, to me, is the most intriguing match on the card this Saturday. So number three here in the five count, what intrigues you the most, SP3, about this women's Royal Rumble match? Of course, it's the possibility of Ronda Rousey returning, ladies and gentlemen. Wait, did you guys, did you hear that? I think a record just broke. Oh, yep, my God. Oh, my God. I just, I can't, I can't wait to see Ronda Rousey. I'm going to be in my bad generation. I'm going to go crazy when I hear that music hit. I'm going to, oh, I wish I was going to be in St. Louis. I would be jumping out of my seat on the edge of my seat for that countdown for number 30. And then I hear that music. Oh, man, I remember when she debuted at Royal Rumble 2018. I was there live, ladies and gentlemen, in Philadelphia. Oh, when, when she, she stole Oscar's moment? When yeah, she debuted. That. The, yeah, when the, she greatest, the greatest yeah, moment from the first ever Women's Royal Rumble. It happened yep. after the match, but it's still the greatest moment from the Women's Royal Rumble. Rowdy, <laughs> Ronda, Rousey completing that four years later and winning the Women's Royal Rumble. That's what I want to see. But yeah, I want to see Mickey James. I can't wait for Mickey James to come out. That's one of my all-time favorites. Seeing her come out, especially if she has the knockouts uh, championship around her waist, especially if she comes out to Hardcore Country. Exactly. I would I would pop, but I, I, also, I also am intrigued to see if I get the disappointment of and that, to me, that's the one thing I keep going back to. Yeah, we could talk about who's going to win. And if Ronda Rousey's in it, she's probably going to win it. Um, 
but I am most intrigued to see how Mickey James is booked. Not only what she comes out to, not only what she's wearing, not only what she's wearing around her waist, hopefully, but how she's booked in the match. Is she actually booked as a legit competitor? Is she going to get some eliminations? Is she going to be treated like the damn legend that she is? Or is she going to get tossed within three to four minutes? And this is all going to be a big hubbub about nothing. That's the most intriguing part about it. Because I would hope, before this report about Ronda Rousey came out, I had I had Mickey James up at the top of my wish list of people to win this damn match. To win this damn match and get Mickey James versus Charlotte Flair impact knockout world champion against the SmackDown Women's Champion at WrestleMania. That would have been one of the things that I wanted to see the most. The more we've moved on since the announcement of Mickey James, the less I feel that that is very, very likely to happen. But that still doesn't mean that Mickey James can't get booked incredibly strong in this Women's Royal Rumble match. And uh, I'm, I'm hoping she does. That's what I want to see the most is how they go about booking Mickey James. Because how they go about book, booking Mickey James, to me, is going to indicate if there are more collaborations uh, down the line this is this is a tryout this is a tryout and tryouts go two different ways this is a two-way street to see how wwe treats the impact knockout world champion is going to go a long way with impact going yeah okay maybe we don't want to do business with wwe anymore if that's how they're going to treat our world champion so i'm very intrigued to see how they book mickey james going off of what you said by the way as much as i don't think ronda needs to win the royal rumble to set up that that becky lynch match there is something very full circle about Ronda Rousey winning the Royal Rumble, showing up Monday in Cincinnati, by the way, which I hope to be there for, approaching Becky Lynch, grabbing a microphone, and saying, I choose you. Something very, very full circle about that. And it's just, man, and just thinking about that, God damn, man, it makes me want to see it now. <laughs> None of That's the... Dream match, like you gotta make it for the Raw Women's title. Like this feels like this is the whole reason why Becky Lynch got transferred back to Raw, like that, so she could be the Raw Women's Champion for a Ronda Rousey return and set up this dream match. And now it's different roles, and I I think that would be very very interesting. You know, Becky Lynch has kind of tried more to kind of you know uh kind of put a, a highlight on the parts of her heel game that are strongest i mean hasn't worked the best but i think that ronda rousey a return for her i think people will remember the things that they liked about her during her original run. let's talk a little bit about monday night raw last night great wrestling a lot of wrestling um more wrestling than I expected on a WWE show, which should not be a sentence that comes out of my mouth, but here we are. One of those matches uh, was Chad Gable versus Randy Orton, which was spectacular. Great finish. Fantastic technical wrestling. Chad Gable is so damn good at what he does. And that match followed a segment that had absolutely no business being as entertaining as it was. WWE found a way to make a spelling bee entertaining so when they do things well you have to give them credit and these four dudes i'm talking about four point otis which is a great damn nickname by the way chad gable randy orton and matt riddle 
Those four dudes absolutely knocked it out of the park in that segment last night. It was the loudest I heard the crowd all damn night for a freaking spelling bee. I don't know <laughs> if that's an indictment on the rest of your show or what, but the crowd was into it. It was funny. It worked. They followed it up with a fantastic match between Orton and Gable. Randy Orton looks like he's living his best life right now. When uh, when, 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 when Riddle dropped that line about uh, calibrating his scale, you saw Randy crack in the bottom of the screen, and it was so damn good. Um, but, man, I thought the star of the of the whole night in that segment was, was Chad Gable, followed up by the brilliant technical wrestling that we saw with Randy Orton in, in that match. So I'll move on to number four. Chad Gable deserves some time on this program with the work that he's put in lately. SP3, number four, are you optimistic that WWE is finally realizing what they have in Chad Gable, who has been one of their most underutilized stars for years now? Um, Ladies and gentlemen, WWE and optimism is not something that I usually uh, say in the same sentence. So, no, I am not optimistic. <laughs> uh, WWE is finally realizing what they have in Chad Gable. I am just happy that they are giving him time to shine because yes. he's always had this in him. This is something that he showed all the way back during his original run in NXT. His very first segments were backstage segments with him trying to convince Jason Jordan to be his tag team partner in the tag team that eventually became American Alpha. And then you could see the kind of genius in him and his humor and the way that he could just play off a crowd. I love the shush. Of the, the Pauly Shore shush. I love that. I love all of that stuff. He's just, he's very charismatic. He's very funny. And he just is bringing this out because he's given an opportunity to do this. And Otis plays off of him very well. He's very someone well. that we know is uh, someone that has a lot of humor in him. And he's just been having to try to figure out a way to kind of bring that out in a heel form. And with Chad Gable, he's able to do that. So hopefully this is a run that is going to go on for a while. Um, I don't know how how many times these academic uh, challenges are going to hit as well as this spelling bee did. I don't know how the scooter race is going to do and next week. Race. And then the following week, we're going to get another one. So at least they are prolonging this and building this out. I wish... Once again, like I said last week with the graduation segment, which I thought was the highlight of the night, I wish we would have got some of this before they won the Raw Tag Team titles, ladies and gentlemen. I don't understand how these guys go six months without winning a tag match, win one match against the Tag Team Champions, the next week they're the Tag Team Champions, and then you decide to bring out the characters why? Why, WWE? Why do you do these things to us? I wish it would make more sense, but I'm just happy Chad Gable is getting the spotlight right now. I, I'm 100% I'm with you. I'm, I'm very happy that Chad is getting this time because if you remember, man, like the most that he's ever really gotten a chance to do on his own was that shorty G crap when he was on smackdown it's like oh hey he's short i get it which is basically vince saying look you have all the tools but if you were six inches taller you'd be world champion and that 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 might that that's a fact i think if chad gable was just a little bit bigger he'd be he'd have the potential to be kurt angle basically because he is because yeah. he is he is just a and i hate to say this a, a smaller version of kurt angle 
There is. Did you see him last night? Do you see how insanely jacked that man is? How fast he moves? How fluid he is in the ring? And yes, how just damn entertaining he is. To answer the question, no, I'm not optimistic. Not until they start giving this guy some actual freaking wins. Because anytime his team wins, it's Otis getting the pinfall. And yes. anytime he lose, if they lose, it's him. He's always been the one that's been the loser of this team. And I will be optimistic when he starts picking up some wins. I, you don't see them putting him over Randy Orton. No, they nope. put Otis over Randy Orton. And I think that's very, very telling. You got to read between the lines. But yes, I'm very happy that he's getting this time. He deserves this time. I hope the crowd continues to pop uh, for these segments. I hope they continue to be one of the highest rated segments. And WWE realize, finally does realize, hey, maybe we got something in him. Let's invest in him. Do I ever think he's going to be WWE or Universal Champion? No. But there's no reason why he can't be a multi-time Intercontinental or United States Champion, have some mid-card title runs, do some really, really fun stuff with Otis, and, and, and propel himself way further than he's ever been. Hell, I think he's already done that. With the Alpha Academy, this group has far exceeded my expectations when they first got together. Yeah, they're they're fantastic together. They're they're way more entertaining. I and I hate to say this because I thought Tucker got a raw deal. They're way more entertaining than Heavy Machinery ever was. Yeah, yeah. I'm enjoying it. I'm enjoying it. Keep it up. Keep it up, please. Keep these guys on my TV. They're they're the best part about Raw right now. They're all the best part about Monday Night Raw. Let's talk about the worst part of Monday Night Raw which should not happen when you have MVP, Paul Heyman, Brock Lesnar, and Bobby Lashley in a ring together. But this is your damn go-home show before the Royal Rumble, a match that millions of people have wanted to see for a long-ass time. Forever. They give us a weigh-in. A weigh-in where literally nothing happened except a joke about Corey Graves wanting to see Brock Lesnar naked. Like, that's it. That was a joke. It made me laugh. That was it. They like, made other- me laugh, ladies and gentlemen. Other than, other than, you know, continuing this storyline of Brock Lesnar is not taking this match seriously, this segment had no, no weight to it whatsoever. It had no point to it. It just filled up 15 minutes of the show, and, and, and then the show actually got started. It's a go-home show. Can someone take a damn bump? Like, what the hell? Can we get exactly? Some- can, we get Brock- can we get Bobby Lashley so pissed off that Brock Lesnar isn't taking this seriously that he just decimates some security guards or something? Anything build up? It just ended. It just ended with with Les with with Lashley just staring there, all pissed off. It's like, what do we do? Do something. I, I feel like I, that that meme. Like, he's he's never going to take you something. seriously if you just do something. Just stand there, stand there. Like a bitch. Like, what are you doing? And I'm not calling Lashley a bitch. I'm not saying that, but I'm saying that's that's WWE. They came off that way. They're like, they, that's how they make you feel with this segment. It made no sense. It didn't do anything. So I'll ask you this final question in the five count, which should never return to TV again, weigh-ins or contract signings. You can only pick in one because the other weigh-in that we had recently was even worse than this one. And that was the Anthony Agogo Cody Rhodes weigh-in the QT Marshall show and big show. Uh, excuse me, Paul White struggling to get the scale to work. Yeah. That was even more bad than this one, which should never return. Contract signings or weigh-ins? You can only pick one. Wow. Um, Weigh-ins because there are no weight classes in WWE. There are no weight classes in AEW. Why are you doing weigh-ins? Like New Japan doesn't even do weigh-ins. And at least they do, you know, junior heavyweight, heavyweight. They do 
different weight classes. You don't do weight classes in these mainstream promotions. So I don't need to see any weigh-ins come back. At least AEW consistently with their contract signings, they are at least useful. They're effective and they accomplish something. They give both of the guys in whatever feud is usually in the world title feud an opportunity to cut promos on each other. And the last one with uh, Hangman Page and Kenny Omega with Don Callis returning, that one was a great segment. So at least eight, at least one company has figured out how to do a contract signing. Either company has failed at doing a weigh-in, so we don't need yeah. weigh-ins. Yeah, I'm with you. Get rid of the weigh-ins. They're not only are they uh, pointless, but they're they're just they're not they're unless you're gonna elevate them to do something because both weigh-ins just ended with dudes walking away. Like, I feel like CM Punk at that contract signing that he did years ago, where John Laurinaitis is like, "All right, now let's take a picture and smile," and that's the end of it. And he just goes, "Come on!" Like, and that might have been the last time WWE did a contract signing that I genuinely enjoyed. Uh, but like. Hey, That's Roman what, Reigns hits on his contract signing. He does. He absolutely he does. He sits at the top of the table. That's I know. I was, I, was, I was making a joke. Yes. Sitting at the head of the table was really, really good. Uh, there have been some contract signings that I enjoy, but that's that's the point. There's been contract signings that I enjoy, even though for the most part, I find them as just, you know, filler, show filler, and definitely should never be a main event segment ever, ever, ever. Should a contract signing be your main event segment? Um, do you hear me, WWE, ever? But weigh-ins the way that they have been executed to this point have been massive failures massive bombs doesn't matter who's involved with them they're pointless they're not entertaining i don't need to see dudes step on a scale and flex i don't even watch them well i don't watch mma have you do you watch weigh-ins like you watch mma do you watch weigh-ins no no i don't care to unless it's like like, connor because connor's gonna get in somebody's face or something but i mean it's like it's like the combine. It's like the NFL combine. Like, no, I don't need to see dudes running around in their underwear. I don't give a sh- I don't care. I just don't care. And finally, one final thought here. Can we make clean finishes the norm in WWE, please, for the love of God? Talked about really, really good matches that we, we saw last night. We had another good match between Kevin Owens and Damian Priest for the United States Championship that ended in a disqualification when Damian showed up and would not answer the referee's count to let Kevin Owens breathe a little bit in the corner. Referee ultimately disqualified him. This was a a finish that I saw coming a mile away. If you're not ready to put the United States Championship on Kevin Owens, and you are not ready to, to have Kevin Owens lose clean to Damian Priest, don't book the match. It is that simple. Yeah, DQ finishes have becoming have become the norm. People expect bullshit, non-finishes to WWE matches, and it makes people not give a shit about your product. Stop doing it. We are genuinely surprised, especially when we get two people in caliber of Kevin Owens and Damian Priest, when they go one-on-one, we are now programmed to feel like the finish is going to be BS. That's not what you want with your product. So I'm begging you. Stop surprising us with clean finishes and make them the norm, please. Just my one final thought on the day. I mean, that's a nice thought. It ain't going to happen. Uh, this guy, <laughs> I've learned long enough from this company. They don't do this type of stuff. Like, the fact that we have AEW doing, like, 
clean finishers or just a pinfall or submission in like 90 to 95 percent of their damn matches like literally we could count the amount of dqs and countouts in aew history in three years on one hand and i can't even do that on a week's worth of wwe like it's just ridiculous you can't do that with one raw oh man it's just ridiculous and they have found a way to try to ruin one of the best people or the best rising stars in WWE and Damian Priest with this awful gimmick, this Damian BS. It's the same thing we saw with Dolph Ziggler. He did this like twice uh, against Dolph Ziggler. He did this against Shinsuke Nakamura as Survivor Series. Like, do you not realize he was getting over before you started doing this? Like, I don't understand why they had to WWE him up. Damian Priest is one of the coolest laid back dudes on the planet. He is just one of these guys you can't help but like. And they are finding a way to make people not interested in him. Because not only is does the character just not resonate, because it, it's it's a it, it, it man, it's basically it's, the Hulk. Yeah, and it's it, that's it, yeah. You're right. It's it's basically the Hulk, but it's formulaic. It's formulaic. We see it coming a mile away, and man, it's like every time that his eyes get big, mine roll in the back of my head because I'm like, all right, so here comes a disqualification. Yep. Here comes a count out. Here comes some kind of way to protect Damian Priest, and it's like that's why they. I feel like that's why they did it is they wanted him to start losing matches, but they didn't want him to lose matches clean. Because again, people can't lose clean in WWE because they have to protect everybody at all costs. And it's like, no, you know, people can lose. It's fine. It's okay. You're never going to, you can't, you're never going to build anybody up if you're constantly protecting everybody. Yeah. And it's, it's an issue an issue and it needs to be addressed don't forget guys make sure to hit that subscribe button on this on the believe in pro wrestling podcast youtube channel hit the subscribe button follow us on twitter at ricky chino at true heel sp3 and next weekend after the royal rumble is over we're going to be giving away cash money fifty dollars to wweshop.com so make sure to follow us make sure to subscribe we appreciate you listening to us today all of the ronda rousey love from sp3 will we see your back who knows? Uh, by the way, we are going to be doing a Royal Rumble preview show this week. Uh, our buddy Alex McCarthy has uh, agreed to come in and join us and do that uh, this week from uh, the other side of the pond. going to be a damn good time. Uh, so make sure to keep your eyes open for that, whether it's on the podcast channel, whether it's Believe.com, or whether it's right here on the YouTube channel. We really appreciate your time. Thank you so much. Enjoy the rest of your Tuesday, everybody. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.